0: I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. Joining me today, I have Chase Ely. She is a Los Alamos graduate. She is a three-time national champion, the shot put, She's been a state champ. She went to Oklahoma State, um, currently ranked, uh, has the top throw uh, with IAAF rankings. So thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I finally got your name down.
1: (laughs) I know, finally.
0: Uh, So uh, my first question is, you're obviously a shot putter, but you did do some running in high school. So I do want to start with how you got into running.
1: Well, my mom was a track athlete um, and I quit softball and in New Mexico that those two sports run at the same time. And so my mom was like, why don't you just go out for track to stay in shape for, you know, your other sports? And I said, okay. And I went to tryouts and I didn't even have proper shoes on and I did. All the tryouts, and I was pretty fast, and I made varsity basically on the spot, and I just, like, I feel like when you get that kind of recognition right away, you get attracted to it right away, so I began, like, really getting into it, and I was sprinting a lot and loving sprinting, and then obviously I uh, was on the team with my sister, and she was a thrower as well, and that's when the throwing element got added. Nice. <laughs> but I was a sprinter who threw in high school for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not but a thrower yeah. who sprinted.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, you ran the 100 and 200, right?
1: Yeah, I did the one, the four by one, and the four by two mainly.
0: Nice. Those are nice, quick events that I know a lot of sprinters are like, all right, I'm done. <laughs>
1: yeah. I always, I always felt like... At meets, I always felt cool being like in the shot ring and being like, sorry, I have to go run the four by two, like (laughs) see you later. (laughs) But yeah, the four, the one in the four by one is always nice because it's the first events and you just get them done in New Mexico.
0: Right, right. And you obviously, like you talked about, you got into throwing. Um, What did you, what position did you play in softball?
1: Um, I was like outfielder catcher which are two completely different things, but um, I played the outfield a lot because I could throw so far, like from outfield to the catcher.
0: Right. Um,
1: but I like to catch because I like to just sit down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was going to ask, you know, because, you know, obviously sometimes throwing and, and having that arm strength, and I know you threw, you threw javelin in high school as well, right?
1: yeah that's that was where the overlap happened the most because i just started throwing jav because i could throw a softball so far and then my sister threw shot put and honestly i did not really care about shot put if i'm being honest it was just like to hang out with my sister which is funny because we ran the relays together which was always nice like i always thought that was cool to be on relay teams with my sister and I just wanted to, like, keep that going by hanging out with her longer, which was doing shot and jav. Um, but I much preferred sprinting in high school for sure.
0: That's really kind of cool because a lot of times, you know, with a lot of the siblings I've worked with, it's like if one does sprints, the other one's like going off to distance or doing like they they don't want to spend time with each other because they're sick of each other already.
1: Yeah. No me, I I feel like at that age, me, and my sister, well, even now, we're really close. But when we were in high school, we hung in the same friend groups and stuff. So, um, I we just always wanted to hang out and chill and be around each other. And she was always really supportive because she was a basketball player and track was like her second sport. And it track slowly became my my main sport. Um, or not slowly, it actually quickly became my main <laughs> sport. And she was like so hyped she was like my like hype man at every meet you know and um it was just nice to have her there and i just always wanted to be around her because she was always the one like hyping me up and getting me going in meets
0: that's really cool that's awesome to have that connection with your sister like that like yeah we could
1: never actually hand off to each other in relays because they tried having her third leg in the four by one because she's better in curves And when we would have any baton troubles, it would just be like us arguing like sisters and yeah. And Paul Anderson was our coach then he's like retired now, but he was like, I'm not dealing with this. Like you guys have got to be on different like legs. And we were like, that's fine. (laughs) So she moved to second leg. So we weren't near each other at all.
0: (laughs) That's, that's funny. I know we, we had a couple of girls, they were actually twins and, uh, my head coach was so excited when he could put them on the medley relay together and have the 400 to the 800, you know, exchange with, with them.
1: Right. And then the, the other runners being like, what's happening?
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's going on?
0: <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's really cool. Like I said, I I think that's awesome that you and your sister had that relationship then. And obviously like still continuing that now we're, you know, it was just, you were hanging out together. Like I said, I don't think there's a a lot of people in high school, I don't think necessarily have that relationship with their sibling.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's usually, it's typically the opposite, but I don't know. I feel like Los Alamos is like, uh, pretty small. So like the groups were pretty much like athletes hung out. And so obviously me and my sister ended up like hanging out and then we were just like cool with it, I guess we were just chill. (laughs) So I liked doing all, like I did all my sports with her and I wouldn't have had it any other way, to be honest. That's,
0: that's really cool. Um, You know, you, you talked about quitting softball, getting into track. What, what year was that? Was that your freshman year or was that? Yeah, that was
1: going into my freshman year. So like I was on the JV softball team in eighth grade. Um, and I'd been playing, you know, I played baseball as a kid and then they made me move to softball cause I'm a girl. Right. And I honestly didn't really like softball much. Um, I liked all the girls and I'd been playing with them like my whole life, but it got to where it was just like friendship camp instead of like me actually wanting to do it. Um, okay. and then my mom was obviously like a pretty good track athlete when she was younger So she pushed it a lot because my mom's really like a sport mom. Like my mom is like that mom. That's like, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to do a sport. And then me and my sister ended up just being like really in love with it. And so she was like, well, what about track? And I was like, eh, what about it? I don't want to run, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) and then I was like, oh, I'm good at this. And then it like, you're attracted to stuff when you're good at it, you know? So running wasn't exactly what I seeked to do as an athlete, like. I was like, ugh, running like you just think of it so negatively. But then when you do it, it's it's pretty nice. I mean, the workouts were atrocious, but (laughs) the reward was great.
0: (laughs) Well, I think you're you know, you're so right. Like there's something to be said, you know, when you when you start something and you already know that you're successful, you see some success in it. Like you're right, like you're going to be pulled to it and, and drawn to it just because. Oh well, I'm I'm good at this. Like that feels good. I get that that endorphin dump or whatever of like people cheering you.
1: Yeah, like I think when I when I showed up to tryouts and you know like to see like the head coach's reaction to like how fast I was and stuff like as like a natural born athlete, someone who'd been playing sports since I was four, like you seek that out, and it was just like the immediate like recognition for like what I was doing was like, I was like in love right away. I was like, hell yeah. Like I'm going to do this, you know, like this is it.
0: That's awesome. How did you get into becoming, uh, you said you talked that you were more of a sprinter who threw, when did that transition come that you felt like you were more of a thrower?
1: Well, I was playing volleyball and I was more into volleyball. I kind of was getting recruited for that and a a few schools for basketball, but I had like a lot of track offers. Um, and I was just good at shot put because I'm just a strong person. So like my numbers were fairly good, but I was getting recruited a lot from colleges for like multis mainly actually. Um, and when like, they would talk to me because I only had one official visit, which was to OSU. But when they would talk to me, like, on the phone and stuff, a lot of them were just attracted to, like, my overall, like, all-state in volleyball, basketball, try all that stuff. Right. And the coaches that, like, were really, like, more interested in, like, my overall athletic ability were the throws coaches. Um And the sprint coaches just, like, weren't really... I don't know. but I don't know really how to explain it. They just, like, weren't coming at me in the way that the throws coaches were. Um, and then the multis kind of went out right away because it's really hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. and I didn't really want to do the extra work. And the OSU coach came to one of my volleyball games because um, he just wanted to, like, you know, watch me as an athlete, which was nice. Um, but I just felt like throws coaches were regarding me as, like – an athlete, rather than like one thing, um, and then I also didn't want to have to lose a bunch of weight in college um, because I was a bigger sprinter and stuff. Yeah, and I just didn't want to like get bogged down by that whole thing. And obviously, the throws coaches were like, "Well, with us, you'll gain weight," and I was like, "Out yeah <laughs> of that." Um. So I kind of It was all very like athletically based like I really just liked the way like throwing felt at that point like the vibe of it better from like the coaches and stuff and so I started my senior year to more focus on shot and jav and after that I really realized that like like I was kind of vibing with shot put and I found out like more about it like I found out who Valerie Adams was and stuff and I just got way more into shot. And then I almost went to UNM for volleyball and javelin because they oh, said I could do both. Um, but then I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave the state. Like, I love New Mexico, but you know, I, you're like from a small place, in a small place, in a big nation, you kind of want to see what you can see. Yeah. And I chose Oklahoma state cause I liked the coach and um, I wanted to throw things and <laughs> I sprinted there a little on the relay team, but I kind of lost my like love for sprinting um, my senior year anyway and throwing became more of my focus.
0: That's really interesting. I was going to ask you actually about the multis because with your sprinting and the throwing, like, it just seemed like, I mean, obviously it's not easy. Like you said, there's a lot to it. I mean, when you have to start throwing in hurdles and then you've got to run an 800, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like athletically I would easily have been capable um, because my head coach He obviously in high school was really like track focused. Like he did good at getting people to schools and stuff. And so he was really like, we were doing time trials and stuff of, of all the events I I was jumping. I was high jumping just to see like what I could do to see if I was interested and like, I liked it, but it was just like, I don't want to be good at a bunch of things. I want to be super, super great at one thing, you know, like, I I, I found myself wanting more of that, like, I just wanted, like, the pure event, like, focus and success, and the multis, like, training wasn't really doing it for me, so it only took, like, a month of that before we were like, multis is out, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's cool that, again, I mean, you, you obviously found your, your spot, you're pretty good at it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like it all right. <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned that you, you found out who Valerie Adams is, and that's not a name that um, that I know. Uh, yeah. Who is that?
1: She's um, multiple Olympic champ, multiple world champ, has basically every accolade you can have in the women's shot put. She's thrown over 2150. She's thrown – she's just – She's just great. (laughs) Um, but she's like she's like the the queen of shot, basically. Um and you know, she became like my idol. But even back then, um, I didn't really know about her till like my senior year, and she hadn't all the stuff she has now, but she had
0: a lot of it.
1: Um, but as I was in college, you know, I got more attracted to her even um, because she was doing more when I was that age. Um, and now we're friends, which is crazy, <laughs> but, you know, like she, she really like made me realize that like shot put, isn't like this, like this box that I had put it in, which was just like this ball that I was chucking around and didn't really care about, you
0: know, that's, that's pretty awesome. You know, I, 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 obviously this is called running new mexico i focus you know more on running and i'm a distance runner and that's kind of you know i focus even more on that but it's you know it's pretty amazing on on each sport you can really kind of focus in and learn so much and find these people who are just killing it but if you're not necessarily in the sport you may not have any idea like who they are even if they're amazing which is a little bit sad in in the way that track and field kind of um highlights people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's not like LeBron James, you know, like everyone knows the name because he's good at the sport. Cause I found too, like when I got to college, it, it wasn't even until I graduated college that I realized like what track and field, like the world actually was like the professional world, like different level meets. Like I didn't know the diamond league existed, like certain things that I just didn't even know. And I think like It's mainly an American thing though, like American, um, young track athletes don't know like how far this sport can go. And I think it deters them from, from doing track and field seriously. Everyone does it as like a, I know a lot of people who do it as just to stay in shape for other said sport, you know? Right. But like, obviously too, like in New Mexico, like obviously the distance runners, they tend to be so good because they're running on mountains, you know? And then I, I just, you wonder like what some of them maybe could have done that didn't go anywhere when they left, you know, the altitude. Right. of <laughs> Mars to come down, you know, <laughs> like we're in space half the time. <laughs> right, like, right. I wonder what you could do, you know, because oh, I mean, we have good distance runners, you know, I know a lot of yeah. people that, you know, travel there in Colorado just to train. Um, because of altitude training and you know like a lot of people just don't know where this sport can take you
0: exactly I think that's that's like you said it's the hard part you know you're doing it it's not on your radar because it's not you know unless you're Usain Bolt like a large portion of the U.S. population doesn't know who you are and yeah. you know that's a very small aspect of you know where where you can go in the sport where you know again most of these kids are well i'm i'm doing it for basketball conditioning or i'm doing it for football conditioning <laughs> yeah. or i'm yeah. doing yeah. it for soccer conditioning or you know whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is that they're not doing year-round in clubs
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it really is like i i mean i started off with track to keep me in conditioning for soccer and basketball at the time and um i just I never really saw it as like a perfect like where I could be a professional because in sport I'd always been like I want to be an athlete like that was like I'd been an athlete my whole life like I was like that's what I want to do but like track wasn't the thing where I was like you can't be pro in that now I'm like running around here traveling the world and I'm like (laughs) oh wait yes I can like what the heck like no one told me I would like I'm going to Holland on Monday and then I'm going to Norway and Sweden like I'm running around the planet And I had done this just to, just to stay in shape. Like, that's crazy to me that I didn't realize like what this sport is, you know, like it's, it's so much bigger and greater than young kids really know it to be.
0: Right. Right. And I can't imagine, you know, you talked about, you know, meeting an idol of yours and becoming friends with her. And, you know, it just seems like on, on that level, well, I mean, at all levels, like, you're meeting different people. So whether you're just doing it in in New Mexico, you're you're meeting people, you know, if you're in Los Alamos, you're meeting people from Albuquerque and Las Vegas, and you're meeting people from Socorro and this, that you may not have otherwise have met. And each level you go up, now you're making friends and talking with people that, you know, come from everywhere.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, that's why funny enough, I'm, I'm training in the UK now because I met my, my now best friend on the circuit. Um, and you know, like I wasn't like ever thinking I'd be sitting in the UK, you know, talking to someone from New Mexico, (laughs) (laughs) like training out here, chilling. Like I never thought that would be a thing, but like, it's just like the people I've met, like I have friends from all over the world now. And it's just crazy to me. Like, what this sport has brought me and and it all started like you said with me traveling and and having friends from all over new mexico to having friends from all over the u.s to now having friends from all over the world like it's all developed and it's pretty crazy to think all because of like i wore some converse and and ran (laughs) a 13 second 100 meter in a trial you know (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) that is I, i it's 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 just so cool, I mean again you you've put in a lot of work to be at this level, but you know it's it's part of the reason I like doing this is is to talk to people you know for some people it is just i I'm just running every day because I want to stay healthy and that's just where they're at but you know being able to get to this point where yeah, you put in the work and you've got some talent and this and that you 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 couldn't make it to this whole other aspect of where you're at, you know. Just because you're in New Mexico doesn't mean you can't do that.
1: Yeah, I feel like the, honestly, like, being from New Mexico, I feel like it's, like, I thought, like, we took sport, like, I think we take sport more seriously than um, some places, but, like, it's just, like, in a different way. It's very, like, local and stuff. Like, I had a lot of people, like, I had so much support when when I was running and stuff and at state, like... Like, the amount of people cheering for me and stuff. Like, people are great about it. But, like, if they knew, like, how far it could go, I just feel like it would really change the whole way they learn about it. Like, I really wish I knew, like, what this sport was, like, in high school, you know? Because I would have done... I I would have taken things seriously earlier, probably, and, you know, got to do some more stuff earlier. But um, I just don't think it's, like talked about enough and and i i don't know if it is anywhere if i'm being honest <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like at, at any state level like maybe like the big like california and texas states right but like right. in smaller states like ours like it's not talked about but i felt like i feel like in new mexico like track is like our numbers were never like bad because like when i tell people like yeah like i won state and stuff and they're like well well how fast did you run how far did you throw and i was like well not as crappy as you think. Like it it wasn't like the easiest thing I ever did, you know? Right. Like I still almost had to throw 50 feet to win state in the shot. Like it wasn't just like, you know, easy peasy. And so I think there's more talent in our little, little place of living than people think, especially in track.
0: Right. Right. I mean, we definitely, you know, and it's hard to compare, you know what we're doing here to California or Texas or New York. I mean, just strictly for the number of the kids numbers, yeah. like <laughs> it's. I mean, there's we have some talent, but we're not. We don't have the amount of people who are out competing, and you know, mm-hmm. you know from Los Alamos because Los Alamos has always had some really big teams. I mean, the more people you have out, the the better you are because you've got that competition daily of. I need to keep my place or you know whatever it is you're working towards
1: yeah i feel like los alamos we were always lucky though too because we also had the like foreigners for lack of like the us for like you know what i mean like because of the lab right we had a lot of um big old kids that aren't <laughs> exactly new mexico kids you know what i mean like yeah. like my family is like new mexico up and down but um my dad's from Illinois so I got them country corn fed jeans like <laughs> gave me this height and you know this this size and so like I know Los Alamos we had that that advantage because we had all the outsiders coming and working at the lab and bringing these big old kids and but like I I I just think like track is like especially in like New Mexico I feel like track is a good sport for like our people for lack of a better way to say that. That sounds so like (laughs) New Mexicans. You know what I mean?
0: I I know what you mean. (laughs) Well, and I, and I, and I, I kind of, to that point, you know, you talk about going to Oklahoma State and it's, there's a lot of kids from new mexico who want to leave but it's also very hard to leave because things are so different you know outside the state and i know lots of states it's like that but you know new mexico when you talk about like being from new mexico it's it's a whole it's a whole thing like your your family's here your grandparents your uncles your aunts you know it's it's like everybody is here and you go out and all of a sudden you're separated from all of that and from Chile so
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that was hard that's hard now <laughs> well that's why I feel like New Mexico is like a different culture too like we tend to stay around because we're very family like we're very family oriented like most of us are from small towns like like respectively even Albuquerque is tiny compared to what I've been to now right and so it's just like I think we I I think at, like people find it harder to leave like the farthest people go tends to be Colorado you know which is just around the corner but
0: right
1: <laughs> I mean like I I understand that cuz it's almost like culturally we like want to we stay around our our people like our family I keep saying that it sounds yeah. so <laughs> weird but it but yeah like I found it really hard like I went to Oklahoma and my dad is was in Illinois <laughs> And so I went to Oklahoma state because it was in between both my parents, you know, and my mom, I got, I obviously got recruited from like a lot of schools and like LSU and different schools. But a big factor of me going to Oklahoma state was that it wasn't too far from my mom. So like, it was, my mom had like her limit of how far I could go. (laughs) And, and that's like, so like, with what you said, like, I had, like, my, I had my, this is how far you can go. I wanted to go to LSU. My mom was like, dream on, you're not going, <laughs> like, that far, like, so she let me go, and Oklahoma, like, we went to Stillwater on my visit, you know, and it was just, like, a fairly small town, Um, really, like, really, like, home, like, it was, it was just, like, quiet, and so I think my mom was, like, Yes, like like I'm not sending you to like some crazy school in a big city, and and like it did play a big role in like where I went to college for sure.
0: Yeah, and I've and I've seen that from from other athletes for sure, and uh, but Oklahoma had to be, feel so different for you, you know. I mean, from the mountains of Los Alamos to. Oklahoma
1: (laughs) yeah it was it was flat there was nothing there if that's what you're wondering (laughs) you you could see for miles um yeah it was weird because it's obviously really like I mean they're not in the south but they're very they think they are (laughs) don't don't tell them I said that but it's very like country um but not in our way (laughs) which is weird but um yeah it was super weird like Obviously, the people were way different. I was like, what is happening? I talked funny to people, which I never thought would, would ever happen. And I feel like I've lost all my New Mexicanisms. I can't, I, like, I, I don't have them anymore. <laughs> but, like, when I first went there, I'd be like, E, that's crazy. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, what's an E? <laughs> you know, I just, it, it was weird.
0: Oh, that's
1: <laughs>
0: that's funny. <laughs>
1: it's true though. We don't realize we talk weird until we go somewhere
0: else. Right, right. I mean there's definitely all those all those little things and it's just it it is it's just funny, you know. <laughs> to... To think about that and be in and, and and partially for me i'm like oh los alamos they never they never talked like like that they just all you know like
1: <laughs> yeah it's true though like like i would go because like my family most of them are in espanola and like obviously like they were who i was with and then you go and and los alamos isn't exactly the most new mexican place so i talked right. funny there too <laughs> but, <laughs> But yeah, I, I I mean, like, I feel like we're in our own little world up there half the time. Like, it's so weird. I love it, though.
0: That, I always then, say the
1: radiation is why I'm so good at sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's great. But it does it does sometimes feel like Los Alamos is its own little pocket. Like you talked about, you know, so many different people who come in for the labs and, and this and that. And, and obviously, I mean, Albuquerque's you know, the biggest city and and there's lots of people who come here, but it just, it feels different because it's, it's, I don't know. There's, there's so many different people, I guess.
1: Yeah. Also like, I feel like there's more like locals to like balance it out. Whereas ours, it was like 10 to one people who weren't actually from (laughs) New Mexico, (laughs) like originally. So yeah, that's I feel crazy. That. and we definitely <laughs> are like in our own little bubble like look at us with our with our mountain leave us alone <laughs> <laughs>
0: well yeah and, and it, it's it's kind of out of the way you know it's not like on the way to denver or on the way you know it's it's kind of yeah. it's tucked away in its nice little spot
1: <laughs> as it needed to be for historical <laughs> purposes <laughs>
0: Right, right. <laughs> back back
1: when it was made.
0: <laughs> Correct.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I always, I don't know, I like New Mexico. I always find it, like, funny, too, because I always forget that, like, I'm from this, like, smaller state with, like, s- like, you know, like, I just, I always forget that I should, I should be, like, repping the New Mexico, you know, because... I never thought, like, how many, like, oh, God, did I ever think I would be where I'm at right now? Like, no way, like, running around the world, like, no flipping way did I think that would be happening to me ever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can, it, it's, I can imagine, you know, sitting on the top of Los Alamos thinking, like, oh, this is fun, but, you know, what am I going to do with it? Right. <laughs> and true. to now, yeah, like, Like you're talking about, I mean, you're, you're in Europe now, you're going to all these places, you've met all these people, you're, I mean, still have plenty of life in in this career to meet even more like it's, it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of glad I went to throwing because my, my athlete lifespan is way longer in throwing than any other event. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. Because there's always the outlier, but throwers can go forever, it seems.
0: Right, right. They just go and
1: go and go. I don't think my, I don't think, I can't imagine me sprinting now. Ugh. (laughs) I remember, I remember those workouts. No, thank you.
0: (laughs) Jeez. I, I mean, I don't know. I think there's people who would who would think what you're doing is pretty tough. I mean, obviously there's a lot of technical stuff into it, but you have to be lifting a pretty decent amount as well, right?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean. Obviously, like, I do, like, sprint workouts now anyway. I'm just, like, joshing, but... Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, like, I feel like the weight room is really, like, a lot of our, a lot of shot put. Um, I think a lot of it has adapted now, though. The boys tend to be really strong, but, like, the girls, because we're only throwing, like, a four kilo ball, um, I think we're a little bit more on technique and speed and stuff, And so, like, I'm really strong, like, to the average person or average woman. Um, But, like, not, like, outrageously like the men tend to be. But I also have, like, weird strengths. Like, I can do certain lifts that people look at me and think I'm weird for sure when I'm doing them. But I can do them, like, (laughs) fairly strong and fast. And so, yeah, I think a lot of our work is put in, in the weight room doing, like, just obvious basic lifts and then like technique specific lifts
0: when you kind of made that transition to college I mean I'm sure you had some idea of how important the weight room was but did you know like how important it really was for for shot put and throwing
1: no (laughs) in in high school I like never lifted and my coach was always like wanting us to lift. And I was, I was kind of a lazy athlete most of my life. Not going to (laughs) lie. I like relied a lot on like natural athleticism because both my parents were like freaks. And so (laughs) I definitely was a lazy athlete and I, I feel like I don't regret it. But then like when I went to college and like, I was like thrown into the weight room, I find that the NCAA, their most successful. The most successful thing they do with athletes is strength training. Um, And I, like, it was a whole new world for me. I was like, what the heck? And they were like, what are your maxes? And I was like, what are you saying to me? Like, (laughs) what's a max? Like, what do you mean? And so, like, I should have been lifting in high school, but sorry, Andy, but um, uh, I was not. Um, uh, (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't hear this. But yeah, no, I definitely was not. Um, Yeah, I, I... I just found this new world of lifting and I actually hated it at first. It was the worst. Like I was like, this is stupid. Like, what am I doing? Like, I don't like this. And now I love it. (laughs) I'm a shot put. (laughs) I guess if I hate something, I should pursue it because I tend to fall in love with it later. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I used to hate the weight room. I love it now, though
0: that's that's a great skill to have to turn something you hate into something you love and are good at
1: <laughs> i don't know right too bad it won't happen to like broccoli <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh you know i i do i coach some high school kids. i coach high school um but i'm a distance coach and i do cross country and so no. like no i'm just I, <laughs> I, you know I, I like watching the throwers and i like you know seeing what they're doing in practice and at the meets and stuff but i really don't know right. <laughs> anything like you know obviously like i can watch some of these guys like you say like you were very you were very strong and so you you were good at it within the strength wise but like i guess walk me through and anybody who's listening who doesn't really understand like what does it mean to have good technique in, in the shot put? Like what goes into all of it? Well, and maybe I that's mean, I guess it, big. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on like glider rotation, but most high schoolers I think glide, which I personally think when you're young, you should glide because it teaches you like hit on the ball and stuff. Like, because like how to finish and throw the shot is like really important. Um, and then in like rotation, like it's so technical, like the glide is more about like speed and just like strength and hit the ball. Like it's very simple, but the rotation is like, it's, it's just all these elements that you put together and, and it makes like this great thing. Cause I just recently started rotating like four years ago. Cause I was gliding most of my career. Um, and I found like in the glide where um i would mess up one thing it would kind of be the the it was kind of over like that you messed up but in the rotation like even now my technique has so much to work on but like there's so many other elements to it um technique wise that as long as you do enough things right you can still throw quite far like right now i i still have quite a lot of technical stuff that could get fixed but I'm, I'm doing certain other things so well that the throw still goes glides a lot less forgiving. Um, because when you mess up one of three things, you, you, you know, you mess up a third of your throw. Right. But, um, regardless, they both involve a lot of technique, especially rotation though. It's, it's just so technical. I, I think people don't realize like how long we're spending just drilling to, to fix one little minute thing um in our throw but you know like a lot of people like I wish more people would like not just like at my level but uh, especially at my level like like learn more about the throws because I feel like we don't have as much respect in certain areas like um there's certain parts of Europe though that they they love us you know like Germany and Poland and stuff they like I love going there to those places because they just, they love throwing. But I think like we don't get as much respect in the overall professional world. Um, Cause like, I, I know plenty about all the other events. I love watching track, like, which is something I also suggest for anybody wanting to, you know, pursue track in any sort of like high level way is to like know your sport, be a student of your sport. And by your sport, I mean, all of track and field um, because like I watch so much track that like I can, effectively watch any event and like be able to like be like ooh they did this you know ooh they're doing this really well because i've watched so much of it and um i just wish like that was overall like the universal thing and people would do that with us but it doesn't happen as much but i think with everyone in any event like to be a student of your sport is so important like it helps you understand like although this is an individual sport, like at the end of the day, you're making teams and you're on a team together. Um, like right now, like I'm traveling alone, but when we get to world championships in Oregon, that's our home worlds, you know, like at the end of the day, that's my team. And I want to know where they're at, how they're doing, like who's doing what, like, like what events, like we're looking for medals at and stuff, you know? And I just, I think everyone should be like that at every level too. Just like know your sport and know the people in it and the basics of every event. Like I sit and, you know, I don't not watch distance, you know, like yeah. it's there. Like, so, you know, just, I love track. So like, I just like watching all of it and knowing about all of it. Um, but I think all of us should, should do that. Should know at least the basics of all the events and, you know, who your people are in them, like in high school, even like know what's going on in your state you know like know who's doing what and you know watch and learn and i think it'll just be better for the sport as a whole too if we all support each other in that way i, I, I don't know why i got so monotoned by the way there <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that i just realized i was talking like um a robot that whole time, like reading off a teleprompter.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's, that's good. I mean, <laughs> it, it just, it, it definitely sounds like something that you've, you've said before.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I just, I'm, I feel pretty passionate about that. Like, I think it, like, I really want that to be like, like I think our sport could be so much bigger and I think it's a really fun sport to watch. Like uh, it, if we like, supported each other like in every event more and we're less selfish in our in our own like worlds like i i i think like our sport would be in a different spot and have more recognition as a whole
0: and i i completely agree with you and i think that's a a great way to put it i mean there's such a lack of enthusiasm with track and field at kind of a professional level i mean and people I talk like, oh, track meets are too long and too this. And, I mean, people still sit and watch a full baseball game, you know. Yeah, like that's what I say. I, I say I, and right I, enjoy base, I enjoy baseball, but I, I also enjoy track. And, you know, it's it, it does a disservice, like you're talking about, when you're, you're cutting away from a distance event and you don't get to see the moves people are making. And you're cutting away from a you know a throwing event where you, you're you missing you know what people are doing you're just seeing the numbers on the screen or i mean the energy f- when people are getting into the high jump and long jump i mean I, I i i'm i could ramble on but i yeah <laughs> i agree with what you're saying i think it, it's important for, for the sport for everybody to kind of come together and like let's make this better on all levels and not just oh good let's watch the 10th you know replay of this 100.
1: Right. And and I think my least favorite part is when there's field event finals going on and they're showing sprint semifinals or sprint heats. And I'm like, this is right. the heats, like show <laughs> the finals. One good thing I find in track and field is like there it's, there's no like gender bias. Like we're all there. We're all equal. And I really love that. Like all the events are catered and like like changed for like you watch men shot right and but the women throw the same like kind of way so like women's hammer and men's hammer they're going about the same but different ways so like they're not seeing like there's not like this big like disparity in like genders because everything's adjusted in a way that the numbers aren't that off and everything's the same we're all in the field at the same time like I really right. love that like like as a female athlete like I'm there with the boys like in front of the same amount of people, the same crowd, like the same people are watching me do the same thing kind of thing. And so I find that that's like one amazing thing about track is like, we don't have any gender disparity. Like we make the same money. Like if I win, I'm making the same money as you, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's really nice about our sport and for young female athletes, like I think it's a good, thing to look forward to like if you want to go at a higher level like you're not going to be looked at as less than as an athlete
0: see and that's awesome like i didn't even realize that and i it's probably something i should have (laughs) even thought about but you know that you guys get paid the same like that's that's awesome i mean geez hearing all the time about you know WNBA. i mean women's soccer just fought for this like that's awesome that it's already built in you know to Whatever Diamond League or USATF contracts, whatever contracts. Yeah, like
1: obviously, like contracts are different because, like, as a base, I feel like us all making the same, like, that's equality to me. Like, if so and so he makes more money than me on like a a sponsorship level because he has more followers or more this, like, that's earned, that's deserved, like, fair enough. But at the end of the day, for like base, like, Meet pay like prize money, and stuff like at worlds, anything we're all there, we're all in front of the same amount of people, the same amount of people like are sitting there for you as they were for me like it it's just great that like that there is no like just dis- like it's the same like it's equal in that aspect because we're all equal on that track at that time
0: right that's that's awesome, yeah. And- You know through this whole conversation it's it's really fun like i your your love for the sport and your love for what you're doing you know really comes through like i can tell like you you really enjoy this and you know so how like is that easy to keep up when you have a disappointing meet or a disappointing season or or things that go down like how hard is it to just kind of keep that optimism and, and this kind of love for it that, that you're expressing now?
1: I mean, this is a good question. Cause like in 2019 was like my breakout season, obviously. And, you know, I was doing really good. I was, I went into worlds ranked like second or whatever. Um, but I didn't do good at worlds and then COVID happened. And then 2021 was not exactly a good year for me. Like I missed making the, Olympic team. And then a couple of weeks later through well over what I would have needed to make the Olympic team and stuff like that. So it's just like, there's like a lot of like hits you take, but like when you love something so much, it's almost like you just like keep fighting for it. Um, and I was really struggling, you know, and through all of it though, like I never stopped like wanting it so bad. And so at the beginning of this year, when I came out here to train with my friend, um, I was still in that low spot. I was struggling. I couldn't even throw eighteen meters in practice. Like, it's a struggle, but like, you sit there and you just like work so hard. And I was like, I worked really hard for this. Like, I can do this. Like, I know what I'm capable of. Like, this is my life. I love this so much. Like, you you find that you get hit so many times, but like, if you love it enough and 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 it's meant to be, like, you will fight for it and and find yourself like just doing everything you can to like do what you know you're capable of in your sport. And it's, it's so hard to stay in perspective all the time. Like you obviously have your down times, but as long as you can stay in perspective, like it's fine. Like when I was, when I came here and I had my new coach, he was just telling me like, I know you're not seeing like the result you want, but like you're, you're change you're changing your whole, at the time I was changing like my entry. And he said, you're changing your whole entry. Like, things are going to be rough. And it's not just, you're not going to see tangible results all the time. Like the result isn't always going to be sitting in your hand for you to know it's there. And so he was like, you just have to wait and wait and wait. And then like um, a couple, like the week before worlds, it finally clicked. Like what we had been talking about finally clicked and I was throwing consistently in my three practices leading into world indoors. And I left with a medal, you know, and, and that was not, for like a rough season. Like there was a rough indoor season for me like leading into that. But you just have to like stay in perspective and be like this, like I'm working hard, like I'm doing everything I need to do, it'll come. Like as long as you do everything you need to do, like it'll come and you just fight for it.
0: That is again, like just a a great attitude. And I think, you know, kind of talks kind of through your whole career, like just this you know, be patient and work on things and, and, you know, you've continued to continually got better. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to see you at the level that you're at now. Like, like I said, I mean, not just out there competing, but in a position to, you know, make Olympic trials and, and, you know, possibly make a team and and make worlds and medal and, and now outdoor worlds coming up and, and you're in a great position. And it's just, it's awesome awesome to see that kind of work, you know, pay off and um and and just with with the attitude you have of it all, really. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard, like, but I I just love this sport so much, and as much as like at practice a bad practice where I'm like I hate this job, like <laughs> I'm always like deep down like I know I I just love this sport so much. I just want to do good at it and. I like, I feel like I'm capable of great things in my sport, as long as I just, even through the hard times, put my head down and just keep working, even when it's tough, just to keep moving.
0: That's, that's great. That's awesome. (laughs) So you talked about, you you know, you're training in England. Now you're going to be going to um, a couple of other meets here soon. And obviously USA uh, nationals, I think are at the end of june
1: yeah I, I i'm competing um on the 26th i do believe
0: okay 26 so that for whoever's listening and wants to uh you know make sure you're paying attention to that <laughs> yeah
1: exactly june 26th
0: <laughs> june 26th track
1: town um, usa
0: that's that's i mean what does it feel like to have worlds in the united uh, in the united states because i mean obviously you'll have uh u.s championships here but the that Worlds is going to be in eugene is pretty amazing
1: yeah i mean i'm looking forward to like a home worlds um you know still got to do the work and make the team but i feel like right. i've done i've done all this all the work this year and and i'm training really hard and um, um i think like making the world team and then having a worlds where my mom's gonna be there and stuff like it, it's just amazing to me like it sucks because I finally have a world where I don't have to travel across the world to do it and now I have to travel across the world to do it <laughs> but um luckily I travel well yeah, um good. <laughs> But yeah it's it's I'm so excited like I I also love like Hayward Field like I love Eugene like it's such a great place to compete with amazing people and they love track. So, you know, the crowd's going to be wild. Um, right, But I'm just, uh, I'm so excited to like have a major championships with my family there. And um, yeah, I just, I, I'm just excited for nationals going to try and make this team. Hopefully try and get another title under my belt. I'm going to do all I can. USA shot put is very deep. Um, Yeah. All my girls throw far, so I'm not, (laughs) I know it ain't going to be an easy task, but.
0: (laughs) I mean, how close, how close are kind of that, that group of girls? I mean, I'm assuming you guys see each other, you know, fairly often.
1: Oh yeah. Like we're tight. I think people like often don't realize like you, when you travel the world with people and you're with people all the time and you're away, like, we train together like we practice together at meets we lift together like we do a lot a lot of stuff we stay in rooms together like we're all very close like it, it's a pretty close-knit group like we're cheering for each other um if one of us like if i looked at any of them and asked them to look for something technical in my throw they would they would tell me like it's it's it, we're we're just really tight like most of pro groups i think in field events are like that though like um I think like pole vaulters and shot putters probably more on the, we're, we're a lot closer because we're around each other so long, like you're just standing (laughs) around with each other forever. But um, yeah, we're it's, it tends to be like that, especially on the pro circuit, you just get really close.
0: I can imagine. And it's gotta be, you know, like I said, I mean, you're obviously not rooting against anybody, but, you know, you're competing because your, your spot is on the line. So I'm sure that can be, I don't want to say difficult, but you know, you feel bad for some people at times, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Um, people always go like your competitors, la la la. Like even now training with my friend, cause she's on the circuit too. They're like, how do you train with like one of your competitors? And we're like, well, at the end of the day, anything sh- like there's nothing that sh- like I'm going to do that Like, however she performs is how she's going to perform, you know? I'm not going to be able to control that whether or not I'm hanging out with her after the practice or not, you know? Like, it's just an uncontrollable. So, like, we don't, like, worry about that stuff with each other. So, like, me and Maggie, for instance, she's the um, U.S. number two right now. Like, we're really close. Like, we talk all the time where I'm constantly making sure, like, she's good, like, checking on her training. I just sent a bunch of Nike stuff to her house that she's going to bring to me. Like, (laughs) we're just, like... (laughs) you just get close with people and like um you just support each other like whether or not like i'm screaming for her to do good and good in a throw like she's gonna throw far if she wants to throw far you know like i have no control over that so there's no reason for us not to support each other when there's nothing's gonna change whether or not we sit and ignore each other or if we cheer each other on you know and i think that's just like maturing in the sport too like I know a lot of young kids, it's all about, like, competition and this whole thing. But, like, as you get older, you realize, like, whether or not you walk around, like, you know, you got the biggest britches. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's not going to change how other people perform.
0: Right. That makes sense. You talked about competing at Hayward Field. You've already been there. You know, what is that new stadium like? Because from the outside, I mean, just watching videos and pictures I mean it just seems pretty amazing but what it's what is it like actually being in there and being on the ground there
1: oh it's it's a really great stadium it's really beautiful um the shot rings are are pretty cool um it's just really nice I went there for um trials and then I was there for like another meet um a gold level meet a journey to gold meet and um it's just, like, a really good atmosphere. Like, I think, honestly, it could be, like, a rickety rickety bleachers and a crumbling track, and the vibe would still be good because it's Eugene, <laughs> you know? Like, people just... Yeah. Like, the vibe there's just always good because it's, like, the one place where it feels like our sport is respected. Um, And so it's just, like, it's a beautiful stadium, too. It's gorgeous. Except for I feel really bad for... They put, like... um little memorabilia things in the walls and the floors and there's one in the women's bathroom on the floor and I was like I don't want to be that guy <laughs> they have them in the bathrooms <laughs> I was like maybe maybe put the memorabilia not in the bathrooms <laughs> but other than that it's beautiful <laughs> oh,
0: that's funny oh um well I I think that that's a A great spot to wrap up with memorabilia in the bathroom.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny though. I I saw it and I said, I don't want to be that guy with my, with my, (laughs) my memorabilia on the girl's bathroom floor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's, that's kind of funny. (laughs) Um. Well, (laughs) it is, this has been a lot of fun and, you know, hopefully everybody tunes in and checks checks out your throws. Whether they can get a hold of these other ones coming up, or if it's uh, nationals, um, you know, to hopefully cheer you on to a birth to the worlds. I, I, I I'm excited for you. I'm going to be cheering you on for sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and um, but. You know, I'll just kind of end with the last question I ask everybody, and that's just what are you listening to to get you pumped, get you ready for a lifting session or to go out and make a big throw?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, see, I am an eclectic music lover, Um, (laughs) so it can be a range of things. But if I had to say something I listen to the most, it would probably be the greatest showman contract contract. The greatest showman soundtrack, is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um which sounds weird to me every time I say it, but it bops, man. It's pretty good. All right. It'll pump you up.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I've ever listened to that.
1: You should. You gotta watch the movie. It's so good. I don't think
0: I think my kids watched it with my parents, but I don't think I've seen it.
1: You have to see it. It's so good. I love it. I right. it it was on the planes when I was travelling and before it was on the planes and you watch a lot of movies and I would just watch it over and over again because it's just so good and it would always pump me up too
0: (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) I'll have to check it out (laughs) all right well again thank you so much for your time thank you for uh making this work you know across an ocean and everything um (laughs) is there everything anything else you'd like to add before I let you go
1: No, I think we summed it up. I think we about covered everything. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.